Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. All right. Oh, goodness. Welcome back, Kathleen Knoll. Welcome, welcome back, back. Philip Estrada. <laughs> and welcome back, audience. This is Old Hollywood Realness, the podcast that celebrates the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. That's right. Um, uh, this episode actually is a special bonus episode, so we won't actually be talking about old Hollywood and its realness, we'll be talking the continuation of last week's episode. Mm -hmm. It's a continue. Um, we, so if you didn't listen to last week's episode, um, you can, you, you're welcome to do that. But if you're just more interested in showgirls, rhinestones, sequins, beads, feathers and boot and boobies then this is the place for you if, if you lead a, a highly filtered life with just those components in them yeah this is perfect for you um so this is a conversation that we had with mr pete menifee who's a very talented costume designer um yes. has had a long career in both hollywood tv and in um vegas cabaret uh showgirls that sort of thing uh so he basically told us everything he could about showgirls and all of that stuff because I have a sick obsession with showgirls and um, I wanted to know everything. So <laughs> this is the this is the fruits of that conversation. So we hope all of you guys enjoy it. Yes. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. And, and the best thing was... Uh, about three weeks after uh, the special was on television, uh, I was at Courtney's one day, and I was in our big fitting room. This is the Elizabeth Courtney Elizabeth with, with in Bob. Hollywood with Bob. Oh, it was okay. owned by Bob and Bob Mackey and Ray Ogden, right. and Rhett Turner was the other designer, yeah. and then I was the orphan. So it was just like <laughs> I, I didn't own part of it, but I was I worked there for like thirty five years. So Elizabeth came to the fitting room door and she said, uh, do you have a moment? She said, there's someone here who wants to meet you. And I said, oh, yeah, and turned around and she opened the door and there was Marlena Dietrich oh. <laughs> in uh, all dressed. I mean, uh, done, 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 all black and white, beautiful suit, beautiful hat, oh gloves, beautiful Chanel sh shoes, black and white Chanel shoes and a beautiful handbag. And she came in and Elizabeth said, Marlena, this is Pete Menefee. And she shook my hand. She said, oh, I, I called Elizabeth to see if she knew who had done Julie's clothes the other evening. She said, you made Miss Andrews look like a real movie star. Wow. Well, I almost passed out. I mean. And then we sat and had coffee for like half an hour. Oh, my God. Because I know that because wasn't because uh, Bob worked with Jean-Louis. 
we had when all, he was Elizabeth, doing Elizabeth made all of those right, clothes but Bob was Jean- illustrating for Jean Louis yes. was that during the time of the Marlena Dietrich Vegas shows or was that I after I don't know because I know he I, illu- I think it was a little bit after right because he illustrated the Maryland but we had dress. all of her we had all the clothes there we had the swans down coat <gasps> upstairs and, and I think I'm going to pass out like, <laughs> that coat is my everything I used, to, I used to watch Marlena come in for for fittings or to look at when she would have beading samples done you know most of our beading samples mm-hmm. are like four or five inches square yeah it would be the whole length of the dress you know? oh my god Those... i saw them i saw them fit the mermaid dress i saw them fit the diamond dress oh my god and she would wow. have all of her all of her gowns like that were made with a waist seam and they'd make two tops and a skirt because the tops are where you sweat oh, right so yeah. the when she would come back from a certain part part of the tour, the clothes would come in and the tops would be changed. Oh my God! And then this repaired. Is and amazing. she would do her own repairs on the road. Wow. She, nobody could touch the dresses. I imagine nobody could touch them. They're wow. so beautiful. But she was uh, she was remarkable. But the best thing, I mean, even better than having her come in and and compliment me about Julie's clothes, was. Uh, Margie had made coffee for us, and our the refrigerator was right outside the fitting room. So the next morning, I'm in at like 8.30, and in comes Marlena. And she has jeans on, and her hair's wrapped up, and she has a check shirt on, and tennis shoes, and a bunch of cleaning things. And she walked over and cleaned our refrigerator out. Unbelievable. She said it was filthy. I looked at it yesterday. Oh my god. She's such a house frau. Wow. And my desk, my desk, thank God, was right next to it. So we just talked while, you know, she scrubbed the refrigerator oh down. My, that's she finished wow. it. Amazing. Left. Was wait, was this building the same building that Bob had where E C two was in no. North Hollywood? This was a no, different building. This was on Melrose. Oh okay. Yeah. Because I had It's a it's a rug store now. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. Like did you go into the rug store and just be like, you know Marlena Dietrich did fittings in here, right? And clean yeah. my fridge. And clean the fridge. <laughs> just FYI. So wild. Like, it was I so mean, wild. Because I had the luxury, I've had the luck to actually meet Bob, and I met him there at his studio oh, yeah. in North Hollywood, and yeah. that place is just bananas. Like yeah. it's so amazing. Just gone. But I didn't. It's gone. I know it's sadly yeah. gone. But that was, is, you know, I it it was incredible. Uh, I w- I started working with them. I guess when I first started designing in '69, I. They, I started taking my lady. It, they weren't even on Melrose. They were on Melrose Place. They had a little tiny shop. Right. But Elizabeth had made clothes for me at Ice Capades. So oh I God. knew her. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I knew Bob and Ray very well. And uh, I used to take my principal ladies' clothes over to them. Uh, my, the first time I dressed Diana Ross, they made the clothes. Oh, wow. For Hollywood Palace. Oh wow! I was built. Everything else was built at NBC, but I would take my ladies' stuff there. Oh, I mean, because you know the quality. That's amazing. And I ended up just working out of there. That's for, so cool. Like thirty-five years. Oh my god! Amazing. That's we moved from place to place to place. But, wow! You know, at one point, uh, Bob and I were both doing, and and Rhett and Ray were all doing series and nightclub acts and Vegas and. I mean, the money was just 
pouring in, wow. and it was it was the most exciting place to be. Can, you know, okay. Barbara Streisand would oh. come in, Cher would come <laughs> in. Yeah, you know, I think Philip's gonna have a heart attack. And <laughs> it, was, a, it was the just, image of a thirty-five year old man like having a stroke. No, <laughs> like, it was it was just, just it was wild. I mean, uh, everybody was in there. Oh Shirley MacLaine. I mean. Okay, so can we, should we just, I just kind of, we, I can edit this down, but I want to kind of yeah. segue immediately into like, let's, can I talk about Jubilee? Yeah. Can we just talk about Jubilee? Because sure. that is, that, okay, I'm going on the record, Jubilee, are you tight on time? No. Do you have to go? No, okay. I just wanted to see what time it was. Okay. Um, Jubilee is my, my absolute favorite thing oh. that has ever existed. Good. Like, I don't know what it is about that show and I don't understand for my just as a human being I don't really understand why I love it so much but mm-hmm. there's something so fantastic about the aspect of a showgirl and this tall five foot ten oh. gorgeous woman just draped no, 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 in no. diamonds I gotta stop you right now <laughs> the short girls were five eight and a half yes okay. I know that but Our, all five of the principals when we opened were over six feet there you go. Like, this is what all I'm talking of them, about. All, all five. Uh, and Janet, uh, and I'm going to see them all, or most of them, on the 12th. Yes. Uh, Janet is 6'4". Oh Georgie Bernasek is 6'5". This is now, what i Now, when I'm, you put a 6'4 a, a woman in three-inch heels, I mean, and then you start putting headpieces and stuff on, you, like don't even, you don't even in, know what's coming down the stairs. That's you? what I'm saying. It's so... Like, people... I try to tell people about this show. I mean, and sadly, it's been... It has closed. I don't know what's happening with it for, like, reviving it or something like that. Never Honestly, happened. I don't understand. <laughs> but it's like... It, like when I tell people how much I've loved how the seeing this show mm. and I've seen it, I only got to see it twice um, in person and my fiance doesn't understand it either. I take, I drug him both times and he's like, it's cool, but I just don't get it. I'm like, you don't understand. I, these I, women I are, think it's magic. these women, they're so big, big and so amazing. And also too, I've seen other, I've looked, I've after discovering that show and like researching showgirls and the history of showgirls and other Vegas shows, French shows, mm-hmm. like Asian shows, all cabaret, these like yeah. cabaret mm-hmm. style shows. There's nothing that has that kind of finesse that Jubilee had between mm-hmm. what you did and what Bob did. Mm-hmm. It's like the, like the pinnacle of showgirl beauty. Like there's mm-hmm. something about those designs well, that are like classic, classic show. Uh, yeah classic show so how did you get involved in the show what was well, like the impetus of that because i know bob and ray had done the original mgm grand show which was hallelujah hollywood yes right. you, which, that was that was a beautiful show. i had i because i because i'm a freak because oh i'm some sort of freak i started stalking people on the on the internet <laughs> and i've gotten to find some of the original people in hallelujah hollywood and one of the guys said that he had a copy of the the tv special they did for the closing it's an edited version yeah, of it that's the, and he the sent Gene me a Kelly dvd one. Yes, yeah. and it's. I mean, it's a lot of, astounding. Yeah, like, a but, lot of stuff is cut. Yes, that. that's what he Too was bad. saying. That is not the full length thing they did it and edited it for TV for the TV special. But even that though, Jubilee is like a different level of that. I don't know. So Bob, well, it's, and, it's, so Bob and it's Ray. It's two shows later. Yeah, and then um, after after they did that, um, Don did the opening of MGM Grand Reno, and that was a show called Hello Hollywood Hello. Yeah. And he wanted Bob and Ray to do it, of course. And I don't think they were really interested in doing another show that scale right. at that point. And they very kindly recommended me. 
well, I'd done, you know, Stars Nightclub acts and a lot of TV specials and a lot of TV series, but I'd never done, you know, that kind of show. And uh, Don interviewed me four times, and he did the same thing with me that he did with Bob and Ray. We drew on spec for him. Both of us did. Oh, really? Yeah. What does and, that mean, draw on spec? Like- uh, he, he, well, for instance, he said to me, I want you to draw four showgirls from the Fred Astaire staircase. Oh, okay. And then you draw them and bring them in. And he, and he wanted to see what your take on stuff was. Oh, okay. And how talented so you were. And he did like that with a, Bob and Ray, too. Really? So yeah. it was all like doing it like, like fashion designers now to get jobs, they have to do a project. Is no. that sort of the same thing? You Could kinda be, like yeah. Sort of like an version. audition. Yeah. Really, and it was an audition. Wow. And um, so I got it. And I he split the show between me and a really talented guy who had designed for him forever named Bill Campbell. Uh, and Bill had done uh, ice capades for years. Right. And Bill recommended me for ice capades. Oh, you know, nice. so I did ice capades after Bill. Great guy to work with. He d- he'd done Disney on Parade. Oh, wow. He had done all of the pizzazz shows for Don at the Desert Inn. Oh, cool. Yeah, really good designer, really good and this versatile, would have, this versatile. would have been like late 70s, early Six, 80s. 60s. Oh, okay. And uh, so the, Hello Hollywood was 70s. It was okay. like 75, 74. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so we split the show and Bill did the first two numbers and I did uh, the space number and the circus finale. Oh, cool. And they were very successful. Nice. It was very, very successful. I got... A job working with Kiss out of the space number. Amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Cher so, was going with Jean uh, Simmons. And, she uh, was? Cher, oh, forever. Okay. Look at and, Cher. And, yeah. And look at Jean. You don't, you don't hear about that story very <laughs> and, often. Uh, yeah, they went wow. together for a while. And she wanted Bob. They were getting ready to do a farewell tour. Hello. In the in the seventies. Yeah, late seventies. Where are you going, Cher? So, where <laughs> you mean? Where are you going, Jean? Yeah, uh, exactly. So, uh, Both of them. She she thought it would be a great idea if Bob did the clothes, and Bob didn't really want to do it. Oh. So he said to Jean, "Fly to fly to Reno and look at the space number." He said, "Pete's done really some freaky stuff in it." And he said, "You'll, you'll <laughs> like it," and I had, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, he called me and I did their their tour. Wow! Yeah, amazing. So but cool. um, I so I did Hello Hollywood for Don, and then he called me to do a, a Jubilee with Bob. Oh, okay. And I did three numbers. I did the opening, the show business, um, uh, Samson and Delilah, and Titanic, and Bob did finale. Right. Mm-hmm. So the so it's the the opening number with the iconic Jubilee showgirls with the black skirts, the black hats, and the pink. No, that's that was a replacement show that I did years later. Oh, okay. I mean, Jubilee was was uh, for me it was an annuity. I started oh, yeah. I started drawing it in seventy nine, nineteen seventy nine. I redid the entire show in nineteen ninety four, five, and six. Because Bob wanted Bob and uh, Don wanted Bob and me to come back and just redo what we had done, and Bob didn't want to do it. And Bob said to me, "Just do my stuff." He said, "You know what it looks like. You know, just (laughs) copy what I did." Do the old Mackie thing. Yeah. So we did. I I did I did Bob's stuff, uh, except we we took two numbers out 
and put two numbers in that I designed from scratch. Oh, okay. We took Tales of the Vienna Woods out, and we took Gold Diggers out. And we oh, put, the Gold Diggers. I've seen yeah, this illustrations fabulous. from Gold Diggers and the Vienna number, but I can't find very many photos from the time period yeah. of those numbers. And those are, the. I mean, because those were both done by Bob, yeah. right? And they're... They, I didn't get to see the revamp that they did, which was when they brought in that new choreographer. So oh, I'm not sure, but neither, I, neither did I. I know, but I heard, <laughs> but I had, but the, I had seen photos of the newer girls in the gold digger he used, numbers. He used some of the gold. Yeah, digger. and they're beautiful. Like yeah. they still are beautiful. Like it's yeah. been it's so beautiful. Except but, all the foxes rotted on them. I mean, now. well, they you can't know, last hello. forever. <laughs> but uh, I, so I redid the show in the '90s, and then. Starting in like 2001 or two, they called me in every year and I'd look at like four shows and then I'd help them do their budget for the next year. Wow. And say, you know, these feathers need to be replaced and this needs to be redone and you need Mm -hmm. new fans. And I'd give them a breakdown of, you know, what needed to be done. I did that for like eight years. Yeah. And then in 2012, uh, they called me to redesign uh, Titanic. And the redesign on that was Beautiful. stunning. Yeah, it was. They were. I'm, well, you know, when I did it the first time, uh, uh, Bill had done Titanic once before for Dawn at the Desert Inn. Okay. Same, same number, essentially. And he had done beautiful clothes, and I was desperate that my clothes would not look like his at all. <laughs> so uh, in 79, when I started doing it, uh, there was all this lay curtain there were curtains out that were polyester that had very heavy shiftly embroidery on them in many different patterns floral patterns and i looked at that it was all over every fabric store had it right. and i thought well shit you know that looks like uh, 1912 to me mm-hmm. so i used it as the basis for my clothes oh my okay. but the problem was was i still had too much disney in my blood <laughs> and, that's not a problem and it, it was, yeah yeah it is if you're doing a 1912 titanic oh. and they're all gonna die at the end <laughs> too much whimsy. Too much <laughs> too much <laughs> dial back the whimsy. and uh, it looked my my stuff was very pretty and everybody loved it but it looked like a tea party you know, okay. it's it wasn't something that you'd you'd wear in April, leaving London to get on a ship. Right. Oh, okay. And I always, once I figured out, I saw it on stage, and I thought, well, it's pretty, but it's silly. You know, it's it's <laughs> but dumb. I, but I wish I could redo it. Was this so, the newer version or the original version? No, this was your... my version. The original version was very slick and very, you know, okay. suits and shit. And I thought, right. I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. I, I just I didn't want people to say, well, you know, it's just another copy of the same number. Right. So then when they called me in, in 2012, I was thrilled. Yeah. So I got to do my, my grown-up version. But it still had so much whimsy in it, though. All the yeah. co- like because you would redone the pier portion of it, yeah. not mm-hmm. the actual interiors yeah. pier portion, right. which was, I mean, the pier numbers. Like I remember because I had gotten the first time I had seen it was the original version of the yeah. Titanic pier, and then the second time I seen it was the new version the of the Titanic version, pier, yeah. and it was like a breath of fresh. Yes. It was like a completely yeah. new, and it looked like they had spent a, a half a million dollars just on that portion Quarter of, of a it. Million so, I mean, but it looked 250,000. Like, the hats, like, it's yeah. a parade of beautiful hats, which yeah. I'm like, I've gone on record. Yeah. I'm a hat man. <laughs> Love well, a hat. hat. <laughs> it's funny, when I, when I did the original one, 
the hats. Uh, I had I had researched the hats in British Vogue. Right. And it, it's 1912. Well, I saw all these hats that Cecil Beaton used in in Fair Lady. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're not going to design new hats for 1912. Right. No. So, I I I had done all these these hats with big wings and shit on it, and. Don Don looked at the dress parade when we did the the parade, and he turned to me. He said, "I got you all wrong." He said, "I thought you were a Disney designer." He said, "You're a hat queen." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I guess I'm going to have to buy that. I mean, are and you then, putting hat queen on well, your face? It's basic, but it honestly was really great because it, then it's become it's like a through line of the show because it's yeah. a showgirl show. Showgirls. So it's like it's all about the headwear, yeah. right? And it literally makes it it like it doesn't it seem out of with, place yeah. to yeah. have people. It's like a, it is, and it's also like kind of a de facto ascot thing yeah. too, which mm-hmm. makes it even more amazing. And I when I brought it. sketches in the last time, I had asked. Well, Fluff was still running it. And I asked Fluff and Diane to uh, stay after the meeting. We had a budget meeting first for me to show all the suits, the yeah. sketches. And then I said, please stay after. And I want you guys to cast the, the sketches. Because I said, I don't know the girls. And oh, wow. you, you know their personalities. And you know some were more ingenue clothes and some were more, like you said, whimsical and you know, snotty looking yeah. and stuff. And, yeah, I love and those. I, I said, you know what these women are like. I said, I want you to to come in cast and cast them it. By the, um, so by the after the, our our budget meeting was over, Fluff and Diane and, and uh, 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 the uh, wardrobe supervisor and I all got in another room and we laid them all out. And Fluff looked at the stuff and she said, "Well, this is going to be a new number." Wow. She was right. Wow. And it really was. It was such a beautiful breath of fresh air. And that's like, that's, and I feel like that's what I loved about that show is just how like, it's like those, that, that show Jubilee, like the, the pink and the pink and orange girls and the black hat, black hat women. And like all of those, those costumes and like the, the disco white, black, white, and yellow number, they all, they couldn't live anywhere else but yeah. that stage yeah. and it's like they're so and they were like it's almost like they were designed for that stage without like it's just like I'm not gonna you're not designing for a movie that's set in a specific time period it's like I'm you know it's like mm-hmm. you have oh, a ca- you have a cast of 40 girls yeah. and they're gonna be on stage and they're gonna have their tits out and they're gonna <laughs> have giant hats on go and it's like <laughs> and that's what I think and they came back with so you guys came back with such yeah. perfect Perfect. And, and Don was always so fabulous about that. He would, he started with the music, and he'd let you know what the music was, but then it was carte blanche. Wow. It was. He was always like that. Sometimes he would suggest a color if he wanted to, like, like save story. red for the red fans at oh, the God. end. He would say, "Don't use red," mm-hmm. or well, "I'd like it to be." Uh, when I did space in in Reno, uh, again it was. It, that we had a crystal kingdom, we had a really kinky underground. Mm-hmm. We had all a, we had a living wow. curtain that came in three stories high. That oh was a God. space disco. Oh my God! And all the kids were dressed in mirrors, 
and they were all spinning on poles when it came in <laughs> all the way down. I mean, it, re- it literally took your breath away. And they just, loved to see that. Just like these shows oh, just don't it was exist a, it anymore. It was amazing. Well, they yes. can't afford them. I know, but yeah. it's, it's such a bummer, too, because it's like now all those shows are being replaced by the Cirque du Soleil shows, which are great in their Beautiful. own right, but yeah. it's like, it's all airbrushed leotards. Yeah. Or like, or did our digital printed leotards. Yeah. And it's like, which is fine for what they have to do. Well, cabaret, like, cabaret is its own animal. It really is. Just, it is. When I, when I first uh, had to draw for Don on spec and had to draw nudes, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty conservative person and I was a boy scout and an altar boy <laughs> and all that stuff. And I remember sitting and looking at a blank piece of paper and thinking, what can I draw that is number one, not prurient, not kind of dirty looking right. or something that people would just laugh at. I mean, you can't draw an evening gown with the ass out and have it not be funny, <laughs> right. you know? And Don would sometimes ask for stuff like that. And you'd think, well, you know, yeah, I mean, what, you... what tightrope am I walking this week? But it's, it's, it's own, it's like learning to speak another language designing for cabaret. Yeah. It's its I own it. animal. It, 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 but I have to say, you guys did an amazing job on Thank that you. show. Like, I think that Jubilee mm-hmm. was sort of like the crowning jewel of those showgirl shows. Well, it was the it, last one. I mean, it really, it really yeah. is, which is a bummer. It's like, yeah. why didn't Nevada step in with like some sort of like historical landmark status for that thing? Because there's now the only showgirls on the show well, the, are those bad, like sad girls that you take a, a $2 photo with that are like, it's just heartbreaking. You just look yeah. at it, it you know, and yeah. like, it's pitiful. just, it's just it is. Pitiful. And, you know, it's just like, just the, the, the ending scene, and I know this is Bob, the ending, the ending number oh, with the like staircase. the staircase, and it's like, yeah. it's just like girl after girl, and like yeah. the disco number, it's like girl after girl after but girl. But the wild thing is, you you never see all the clothes. No, mm-hmm. you don't, because they're so you, fast. No, yeah. not not just that, because they when we opened the show, it was predicated on each group had eight people in it. Mm-hmm. There were six people on stage. The seventh person was a swing, and the eighth who would go in one day a week for each, go in Monday for girl one, Tuesday for girl two, you know, on down the week. And then the eighth girl was what we called a spare, who would go in if uh, another girl uh, had the flu while one girl had her day off. Okay. So you never saw all the clothes together. Oh, so well, it was like so each, but each, each girl had, had their her own, own costume. Yeah. So it, there was Amazing. never the so all eight on. The stage only at the time same you time. ever saw all of the clothes was when we did dress parades. Oh my god, that's what's so like, and the fact like I've befriended a few of the showgirls, and there's like the the one girl Elise is amazing. She's this Australian girl. I'm sure you've met her. She was in. She's been in Jubilee for a while, and she was in the with the revamp of the Titanic. Oh, number. then I yeah. and she wore the 747 for a really long time. The one at the, oh, at yeah. the end, like yeah. at the finale piece. That's the one that's super wide and beautiful, yeah. which is one of my favorites. But she was saying that there's just a closet full of stuff that they've never used or that they just have in reserve that are for numbers that don't exist anymore don't or exist, for like yeah. or alternate costumes that they've now that they don't use or for that don't get very much stage time and i'm just like this it's just like making my mind melt yeah. to know that these beautiful like sculptures of well it's like are, it's like the philistine princesses you know somebody had oh, posted the, a picture from, from samson, samson. somebody had posted a picture of uh, sarah in one of the 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 big philistine hats 
and uh, uh, a girl who was Miss Universe uh, wrote me on Facebook and she said, ooh, I want to wear that. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a reunion for Miss Universe this next month. And she said, I want to wear it to the reunion. I said, no, you don't. I said, it's a bitch to wear. <laughs> I said, but the thing is, is the women only wore it for like three and a half minutes yeah. on stage. Right. They, they did a cross. They came down. They walked in front of Samson and the king. They did a turn and they left. Yep. That's what Hello. I loved about that show. And you go. Yeah, well, you know, it's it, like, it's like that, eye candy. That was, yes. that was one of Don's strengths was he would just pour stuff at you yeah. and it would come out of the ceiling and it would be on the side stages and it would be on a passerelle over your head. It's like a bombardment you glamour. Couldn't, you couldn't see it. When we you did Reno all, yeah. in, when we did Reno in the circus finale, there were side stages going, there was a huge ziggurat that had two mirrored elephants sitting on their hind legs with women in turbans whose feathers were so high they, they just almost touched the lights. They were like three stories up. Oh my God! There were horses dyed green for for the Emerald City that were being ridden by monkeys, by green <laughs> monkeys, with mirrored with mirrored wings and stuff. Oh. In the middle of all of it was a lion. It opened up. The MGM logo opened up, and the lion roared. Right, and everyone went hello, Leo, and <laughs> gestured toward it. Well, there were people who saw the show that didn't know there was a lion in it. I <laughs> mean. <laughs> That's wow. like when I, I mean, I remember the first time, first time I seen Jubilee yeah. was Kathleen and I, and it was such an amazing, and we had just done the backstage tour and we had seen Which all the Which was wonderful I mean, with the showgirl yeah. doing it. Yeah. It and was, I, I think. A love letter to the show. It like, really was. She talked about it with such joy. Yeah. And, and also yeah. knowing that like, it was the last place on the strip where they actually had like medical coverage. I mean, it was a full-time job. Oh yeah. No, it was and, and they were so, pr she was so proud of it. And, it's such, yeah. and we like seeing so much. this. And so like when the disco number happened and there was the parade, so like you have all the, the bluebell girls come out and they're covered and they all have very, like the same outfit. And you're like, that's fun. And then all the nudes come out and they all each individual have yeah, each individual. Mm -hmm. And then the girl with the giant wings comes out and you're yeah. just like, you like, you don't know what to look at. Cause they, and they're all just parading on stage, yeah. like walking as fast as they can like yeah. and they're doing that beautiful walk that walk. they do and I mean just like I'm like don't we need to stop and like yeah. every they're just they're constantly moving you don't know what to look at and each Pure of them joy. all has like an individual headdress yeah. and I'm like oh my I just it's like I'm talking a mile a minute right now because that's what it feels like yeah. when you saw it on stage well and it, just like, it was how did you do that that's like, one of the did... things that made the show so hard to clean clean up rehearsals <laughs> I can imagine because when when Don cast the, the nudes they were, he didn't cast all the same type of woman. Mm -hmm. right. You know, there would be women up there who were so sexual, you couldn't believe it. There were girls who looked so innocent, they looked like they just came out of the convent. <laughs> you know, they were all different. They were all different. And they all sold, that. they all sold differently. Yeah. yeah. I, I and I would, I would get stuck watching one woman and you'd go, God, she is so good. And all of a sudden, the number was over. And, and you're like, you know, what? And you go, well, wait a minute. What happened to the other 39? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. when, when we would, even when we checked the line, Diana Eden and I would start on stage right and stage left in the audience. And we would walk as fast as we could to center stage. And that would be it. I know, because it's, it's just that. Just to, to make sure everyone had the hats tipped correctly uh -huh. and no hair showing and you know the right earrings on or 
their their jewelry on correctly and stuff. And wow. It was so hard to clean the show. Wow. Because nothing lasted that long. No, sure. it was like you know, on was, stage, off stage, and you're like, yeah. well, I don't know what I just saw. I think I even saw a review one time, like someone had done like a full review of all the shows, the topless shows in Vegas, like which was, you know, between like some um, burlesque shows or Crazy Horse and all of that. And the one, and he took, the the, the guy who's doing the, the, um, the review took a guy with another guy with him who was like 18 years old, like oh, just old enough to see these shows. And the review of Jubilee that the kid gave was, I don't know what I just saw, but it was amazing. <laughs> but I, and I'm like, that's exactly what that yeah. show yes. was. Yeah, and that's was, why was, I yeah. wax poetic about the show. Cause it was, show, it was, it was over, like, overwhelming. Just, yeah. It's like a sensory mm-hmm. overload. Yeah. And granted, yes, the music was dated. Some of the dancing was dated, but the, like the, the, view of the picture of the show it's like it was just so beautiful and I think the energy so that even the, br- yeah. the dancers bring like you can tell they <sighs> they just really enjoy being there I well mean, f- number one they're really good trained dancers yes they really I mean were. his auditions were legendary wow legendary in Paris and in, in uh, Las, Las Vegas he was very tough at auditions but he was tough because he wanted fabulous people on that stage and that's what he got yeah because when you think uh that you you are trying to cast a woman who has perfect dance training who can do ballet who can do jazz uh who looks pretty Mm -hmm. and is over five eight (laughs) (laughs) and will work topless yeah hello there's a lot of it's a lot of oh my god a lot of and when we had the fire uh, almost all the, the nudes were European, had come from the Lido or come from, uh, you know, from uh, uh, South Africa or oh, wow. Australia. Wow. But they all worked for Don at some point before. And uh, the uh, when we had the fire, a lot of them lost their green cards, oh. you know. Like because the records of them, or was it like? No, it, oh. it's it just they couldn't work that long. Oh, you know, because we had to re, we had to completely rebuild the show. Okay, oh, right. so it's just the you know, gap which in was like the, oh, wow. a murder. But we lost a lot of the women, so they started asking the American girls, and a lot of the American girls went, "Well, <laughs> okay," <laughs> and then we started rehearsing, and they would start freaking oh my god my parents are coming to opening night <laughs> you know my father's gonna die when he yeah. sees me on stage topless well i talked to one of the girls after opening night we were laughing backstage i said what did how did what did your dad think she said he couldn't even find me <laughs> he had no idea you know your hair's covered yeah, up yeah. for like, starters and you've got you know false eyelashes on yeah. and your big red mouth and that's what i think is really wonderful about showgirls too is is that they you guys in that show specifically you guys did cover the hair completely like almost uniform. every single every yeah. single number outside of like the titanic number yeah. where there was like wigs but i think that that like kind of like homogenized every girl well, it's and how you that it's how you control like, the look yeah i thought it, that's it's so it like kind of like it not it doesn't necessarily dehumanize the girls no. but it like what all. it does is it almost like makes them into a sculpture. Like it's like looking at a marble they're sculpture well, where they're yeah. like, it, first of all, they it, all it cleans look, their face up. Yeah. You know, you can see them uh, uh, perfectly. Yeah. There's no impediment. And when you look at the headpieces, the headpieces never, never block their face. No, it's ever, always very like ever. away. It's always mm-hmm. off their face or up high mm-hmm. or something. 
you want to see a clean head. Yeah. And that's one of the things you mentioned, the, uh, uh, the pink and orange. I don't know if, if it even occurred to you, but on the pink and orange costumes, I set the feathers so that when a girl is standing, dancing, you see her head, you see her entire body all the way down to the feet. You yeah. see everything, her waist, her hips, her beautiful legs. When she turns around, you see the whole back of her. Yeah. You know, there's nothing obliterates her figure. I mean, you don't hire people like that and then hide their body. I know. Right. And I've I seen, mean, and it's funny because I've seen other like showgirl oh, like yeah. homages or people doing costumes of showgirls and there's like so much stuff Junk. stuck around their neck yes. which makes them look stumpy or, or too they much have... or too much jewelry yeah mm-hmm. or like you and know? then it like or weight or they put too much feather like there's just so much like yeah. and the way that you guys really designed yeah. these women it was like all about the neck and the shoulders and like it's really about kind it's of like about the women yeah, it's, it's about the women it's, it's not they're like goddesses really. they really yeah. well they were. are they are yeah and uh you unfortunately never saw Trish in the show, who was the lead showgirl in Hallelujah Hollywood, and then we were lucky enough to get her in Jubilee. Oh wow! And uh, she was uh, Madame Bluebell's daughter-in-law. Oh, and she was incredible. Wow! I mean, incredible. She looked like she was untouchable. She looked like she came from another planet. Oh Jesus! (laughs) She was so beautiful, blonde, flawless, flawless. The women are incredible. I mean, I've I've befriended a few of them and they are just like the nicest and they're the most stunning women. Like they are just like, and the, and of course now that they all know how to do the jube, the signature Jubilee walk, Walk. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, I need to learn to do that walk because that's how I should walk into everything. It's hard. It's (laughs) It's like, it's hard. It's like, I, I mean, I have a burlesque, burlesque dancer who's like pretty much my muse. And I'm like, every time I see a video of them, like doing the dance, doing like rehearsing and they post, a video of them doing the walk I'm like tagging her being like take note take note this is how you walk (laughs) this is how it's done like Uh, really pay attention because it's like it's such a like it really demands attention the way mm -hmm. that they move and stuff and those well the other thing is the 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 women in the show and the men are all performers yeah Mm -hmm. and they can hold hold stage just walking across it they don't have Amazing. to do anything really special, you, you, especially the taller they are. Yes. I mean, you know. I love it. I mean, that stage is a huge stage, but they fill it up with yeah. their presence. It's even when they had just a duet where they really kind of fill yeah. that stage. It's Absolutely. beautiful. Absolutely. Um, I actually wanted to talk about, too, the construction of those things because yeah. they are amazingly con- they're just like these rocks. huge giant monstrosities mm-hmm. of like construction and I know you had posted something on Facebook about how you had to do full size illustrations of yeah. them for the feathers please tell Amazing. me more <laughs> oh well the, the the basis of any of those things is a, a spring steel base that works on a backpack wow I, I mean I've seen that, some that of those where like, it's, it's just very very as small as you can make it and then it goes, ribbons go under the arm and attach to the back to, to hold it against you so it can't flop off. But uh, there's a whole spring steel base that you design first. And then what uh, Bob and I did for uh, working with Maison Favrier, who did all of our feathers in Paris, is we took a, a, a girl who worked for us, uh, Carol Bryant, who was five, eight and a half, who had been a Don Arden dancer, not a showgirl, but a dancer. And uh, we 
put Carol in front of butcher paper that was pinned up on the wall at Courtney's. And um, we would kind of rough with pencil where, where the frame was. And then you could draw how exactly how you wanted stuff. If you wanted pheasant feathers to do that, oh, you wow. would draw them like that. So the, the first trip to Maison Favrier, you would just take the sketches the full sketches, mm-hmm. the real ones, not And these copies. things are like eight feet, ten like feet tall, right? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. there wow. have to be yeah. well, you roll full it headdresses up. Yeah. and stuff, you too. Roll, wow. You roll it up. Oh but uh, the, fir- the first trip to Favre, you would just take the, the, the drawings, and you would say, this is a principal showgirl. I want all male ostrich on her, oh. and I want the ostrich to be 12-ply, and I want, you know piquette pheasant feathers for the top and you you tell so you order everything it's like going to the grocery store and then they order in south africa to the people that and they say we need so many pounds we need 40 pounds of male ostrich for this costume we need this we need that so the the idea of 40 pounds of feathers because that's a lot a lot of feathers feathers. (laughs) oh so then the second trip you'd take these rolled up things and you'd go one by one through with them and they'd make notes on the butcher paper. Wow. But they would literally take an iron, I've seen them do it, and if you wanted your, your pheasants to spray like that, they would first of all find a pheasant that was either a right or a left that matched it, and they would lay it on the thing and then take an iron and press it. Oh, so wow. it, it bends the flu. Mm-hmm. So the, the feather is, is like that. So it's exactly what you drew. Wow. Exactly what you drew. Wow. And in, uh, especially in the black and white and yellow, it was important because a lot of the feathers would only go one way. <laughs> and you don't want them just like, you know, yeah. sticking yeah. out no, all nuts. over the place. They have, they have to be that design. And so uh, you work that closely with them. Wow. But yeah. Yeah, we would, for every every costume, all the jewelry, every piece of jewelry there was drawn full scale wow. on a piece of paper. Was that you guys had to do that? Yeah. Or were you working with a jeweler? Yeah. No, 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 no. Amazing. I did it. Wow. And then we took it to our jewelers. We had two jewelers. Uh, I had Jacques Riquard and uh, Bob had Vicaire. And you'd take your stuff to the, to the guys and say, uh, you know, I want this or I want... Uh, I want kind of oily looking green stones for Titanic or I want wow. whatever. And then you would take, go with them to Swarovski in Paris and then pick out the stones. And the interesting thing in the opening in disco, you know, all those huge drops. Yeah. Those are chandelier crystals yeah, from Swarovski. And they Amazing. did a, a special backing on them to make them rhinestones. Oh, cool. And then Jacques made a, beautiful beautiful big uh, metal scoops that look like a spoon like a setting that mounted yeah that it set on so that when it it was against the girl's skin they wouldn't sweat the backing off it Wow, or, those, we, I mean, or wear the backing up. The stu- the, the jewelry the in that detail. show is yeah. just yeah. the I detail. Mean, yeah, the detail goes on and on. You have a year and a half to build the show, from first meetings with Don to getting on stage and it sounds like a long time but it's not it's not there's every second is taken up with 
oh my God, I have to do this and you have to do that. And you have, have to lay out embroidery and you have to, oh you know. Oh my God. You know, and so the so point of the jewels, like I remember when we when we went and saw it, like even the parts where they're topless, I'm like, I don't remember even seeing toplessness. It's just jewels. It's I just know. Jewels. I, was, I mean, <laughs> that's don't... the thing is you, I feel like I didn't, I don't even remember. I mean, they were, it was so brief and you're just so overpowered by the glitz of everything. Mm, yeah. that it's, well, the by the time you get a tasteful way, by the time you, know? you get a backpack and a headpiece on a yeah, woman, I'm not looking at her boobs. Yeah. And and <laughs> and it's 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 just a, a beautiful body. Yeah, it, it really it, is. It is. It's like know, they're like goddesses, like it's, just it's like, like coming down from on butts. high. People you know? get freaked out about seeing girls' bums and g-strings. <laughs> well, it's the top of your leg. Yeah, it literally is. You know, and yeah. if you if you don't utilize it or do, and on those women, I mean, why not show it? Oh gosh, but if, legs if, for days. If, <laughs> if you don't, if you have them in like pants or something, or like boy shorts, boy like, shorts, what? yeah, mm -hmm. you're cutting off seven inches of leg. Yeah, and then it's they crazy. just look stumpy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, it's just. Well, none of them would ever really look stumpy. Yes, that's true. I, I thought, though, and I remember when we when we got the tour. One of the things that really stuck with me, well, first that she just she seemed so happy, and like I remember her talking about how all the showgirls were different ages, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Hey, you know, if you look good, you feel good, and you pass the audition." I think yeah. they said that one of their showgirls was like forty, I 40 think, forty something, yeah, and forty something. But she was like wore Still, one of the biggest yeah. headdresses and was up yeah. there, and and um and also I remember talking about the relationship between the showgirl and the costumer yeah. and how that was so important with getting like because they had to do all that in the dark and and they had this very symbiotic relationship that yeah. I thought was really really touching yeah. the way she talked about that the wild yeah. thing though with quick changes and stuff in Titanic from uh, we used to have a number called Fun and Games on the Upper Deck that they kept cutting down and down and down yeah. but it had most of the company in it and then they had to change very quickly for the captain's party and oh, we had right. never done the change. We oh. had never done, done the change. And it, it was a floor change. You put all the clothes on the floor on, on sheets. And everybody has their own chair. <laughs> and you have to, well, it's a skin-out yeah. change. Yeah. You go from, you take the G off. You take, I mean, everything comes off. The shoes come off. Oh, good Lord. The wigs come off. You know? It's a, it's a com complex change. And... Uh, we knew that there was a problem and we kept running into the either the elevator would get jammed oh, you know they took them oh, up the, to the second the level that they had to come down <laughs> and it 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 never happened and i kept coming backstage with donna and saying now is everything laid out where how are the kids shoes set up you know how is how is this what's being flown are the right. coats for the singers being flown you know how how are they getting them to them and um it never, it was never happening and never happening. And all of a sudden we were sitting there, we were doing a run through one evening and the captain's party started and the elevators came up and there was nobody on stage. And I thought, oh, sh you know, I, I can't believe it. it would, this change isn't going to happen. What are we going to do? And all of a sudden at the top of the stairs were the tango dancers and they all started pouring down the stairs <laughs> and then all the maxis dancers and i was so happy and i went back to thank the dressers and they had been on a break the dancers had done the change themselves. oh my god incredible yeah wow i thought wow. so but that's wow. what pros those kids are. Yeah, yeah that's amazing the dressers and donna were so embarrassed i said i want to thank you guys i said it was amazing to see them come down the wow. stairs and they went uh 
<laughs> we were on a 15 when they did the change. Oh my God. I've done, I've done quick changes in the backstage of a runway show. And they're like, you have five girls between this girl to change and we have to change shoes. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's dicey. Oh my God. And when you think it has to happen every single night, exactly the same oh way, God. Uh, twice a night, it's, yeah. uh, it's daunting. And, and you want it to be workable mm-hmm. for the show. Mm-hmm. As a designer, you want it wow. to be totally mm-hmm. workable and not, you know, too crazy or stressful and stuff. But, you know, sometimes it... I mean, <sighs> as much as I, I love the dance, I have such respect for the dressers who yeah. can do Everybody. that and be yeah, part, yeah, of, yeah, that, Donna, part Donna, of that. Well, Donna and her crew are absolutely crackerjack. I mean, they yes. always have been. They're just the best, best, dearest people and yeah. all pros, wow. all pros. And I've had shows turn to dross in three years. Wow. You know, you come back the third year and you look at it and go, well, what happened to that? <laughs> yeah. And um, that show, though, was... they, those people, Donna and all of the people that worked for her, uh, all the people backstage, the stagehands, uh, I mean, everybody were so involved with the integrity of the show. And so desperate to keep it exactly the way it was, mm-hmm. and a great deal of that was fluff, yeah. you know, because fluff, so, yeah, it, it wouldn't cut it if you if you tried to. Uh, she sounded like the backbone of that. Oh, she was. She was. She was incredible. Yeah. She was. Uh, she was Don. Yeah. You know, when Don was gone, she could be as tough as as Don was. Yeah. And uh, and she didn't like the kids messing around. You know, and it's it's hard. You know, if you if you run, I mean, as as a performer, I've been in shows where I've misbehaved. You know, after a while, I'm not proud of it. But you know, if you're especially if you're young and yeah. you're, and you're bored, you yeah. know, and you start laughing about stuff, well, you know, that kind of takes the edge off mm-hmm. off a show. And that did not happen with fluff. Wow. Or if it happened, it happened once. <laughs> you got the idea they were running a tight ship. Yeah, yeah. she was. Sure. She was. Uh, yeah. uh, she was. She gave notes every night. Wow. Every Amazing. single night, and and the captains were always great. Each group had its own captain, and they were extraordinarily responsible. Wow. Extraordinarily responsible. And it's hard, you know, for the captains because when a show is set first. It's set with the original choreographers, uh, the the original mm-hmm. designers come in and fit you. Don is there saying, don't do this, do that. Um, and then every year you get a new cast right. or a part of a new cast. And then you get new captains. And then you get new. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes people forget what the intention of a number was. Right. I remember the space number when we opened it. It was so kick-ass, I couldn't believe it. And I came back three years later, and the kids looked like they were marking it. They were they had no energy. They uh-huh. had no just atta- it in. no <laughs> attack. They were you know they had you know huge staves made of bones of human bones, and they're kind of you know. <laughs> wow. It was um, it was difficult to look at. Difficult yeah. to look at. But that, that's the one thing that uh, Jubilee really did keep until they started messing with it, was the, the, uh, uh, the integrity of, of the original show. Yeah. And of course, I worked with it on and off for 
almost the whole run. Yeah, I think that's and what really helped keep it was like having as many original people. Yeah, like. except I was only there. That's why uh, you mentioned a lady's name, and I, I know women or men if they if they started in something. Right. If I fit them. Oh, okay. Otherwise, you know. Oh right. <laughs> It's like Rockettes. You know, I did Rockettes for 18 years. Oh, wow. And uh, at one point we had 400 Rockettes <laughs> because we had so many different shows in Mexico City and mm -hmm. New York oh, right. and, you know, Branson and uh, Chicago and, wow. I mean, all, uh, L.A. for a couple of years. And uh, the only Rockettes that I know... Well, that was wonderful. <laughs> um, yes, it was. So just a little technical information. So what happened was and why the uh, conversation court sort of got cut short on this episode is that we ran out of tape. Apparently, yes. GarageBand doesn't allow you to record super crazy long episodes. So it cut off right at the end. But we didn't talk too much after it cut off. So um, yeah. to that point, uh, you didn't miss much. But... It was a wonderful conversation, and we want to thank Pete Menefee for giving us his time to tell us all about the showgirls that yes, he's worked we do. on and his long career. It's yes, he was just a champ to be yeah. just to sit there that long with us, and uh, and yeah, we, we can't thank you enough, Pete. Thank you if you're listening <laughs> for for sharing everything about your experience with costuming and dancing and just making history yeah. thank you such a wonderful fascinating career i couldn't i could sit another six hours with him and talk yes. more about things yeah it um, was just wonderful but it was wonderful. getting dark and he had to drive home so yes <laughs> <laughs> um well thanks for listening you guys uh you can hit us up over on social media all the regular places at old hollywood realness on facebook at old hollywood realness on instagram or at ohr podcast on twitter email us at old hollywood Hollywood realness at gmail.com and you gotta hit us up over on our website oldhollywoodrealness.com and um, you can rate review and subscribe over on iTunes that'd be great helps the visibility of the podcast and people find out about it um, and until next week when we're back with our regular show mm -hmm. thanks for listening to OHR thank you bye